friends. It's been a while. I hope you're doing well. Um, technically, I did record two episodes since the last one, and I lost the footage. <laughs> footage? Is it still footage if it's just audio? Hmm. Well, I lost the recording for one of them, which ended up being for the best because it was about something that I got more downloads for over the next like week or two and I would have re-recorded it anyway. And then the second one, I like lost half, um, but I'm, I'm still gonna post that one, I think, um, or upload. All these words, they mean the same thing. Um, but I'm probably still going to upload that one. I just need to add some finishing touches. Um, it is April 10th right now as I'm recording this. So, oh my gosh, we're already like halfway through April. That's actually nuts to think about. Um, I mean, Aries season itself just went by so fast. So anyway, um, hopefully like this weekend I can post it. Um, I, it's kind of weird by itself, but the message was really important, I think. And It was something that was very channeled and like in the moment and I don't think that I could recreate it with the same passion that I had while I was recording it. So I will post it. Um, it is about unity consciousness, really, I guess. And um, I mean, you'll probably have heard that one before you hear this one. Um, if you hear this one, I kind of just want to get on here and I was verbally processing through some like karma that I was clearing um, and I realized that it might be helpful to people who are feeling the same way that I've been feeling in this weird confusing loop of, uh, I don't even know what, we'll get into it. But um, so yeah, all that to say, this episode might not be for everyone. Um, I think that if this does kind of apply to you, you'll know pretty soon. Um, and if it doesn't, then I'll see you next time. No hard feelings. I also want to preface that, um, I'm a dingus. And the reason that I lost my footage is because, um, I was editing in the car um, with like n using my phone as a hotspot and I ended up not being able to save it and I thought that I'd saved it and I X'd out and then it was gone. So I'm probably not gonna edit this one. Um, I just don't really want to. I would rather just uh, have some pauses. You know, no one's ever been hurt by a pause that was too long, so. I'm cool with that. But again, if this isn't your thing, if this isn't your type of podcast, then this one just might not be for you. But um, for those that it is for, let's jump into it. I'm not even sure how to put this into words yet, because the deeper I get into it, the more it feels like such a paradox. So... On the full moon, 
um, I did a timeline jump and yeah, landed somewhere different. And the way that uh, these usually work for me. So first of all, I used the two cup method. Um, so for anybody who wants to get into manifestation, really, really simply, you take two cups, you pour water into the first cup and you leave the second one empty. Um, on the first cup, you write where you are. So, um, just a really, really simple one is like lack mindset. And then on the second cup, you write where you're jumping to. Um, so the opposite of that would be abundance or like the, the place that you might want to go would be abundance or an abundant mindset. And you hold the first cup, you let yourself completely feel what it feels like to be where you currently are. And what I usually do is I force myself to sit with those feelings until I'm like fed up. Like I can't do a timeline jump if I have any hesitation. So I make myself sit with those feelings until I'm like, ew, I really genuinely to the core of my being don't wanna feel like this anymore. Like I don't wanna stay here. At that point, um, the water is representing the energy of where you are. And so you transmute that energy by pouring the water from the first cup into the second cup. And as you pour, visualize like that actual change of energy moving from one thing to another. And then you sit with the water in the second cup. And I kind of do the opposite. I force myself to sit with it until I have accepted the new timeline. And I'm so excited to get onto that timeline and to exist in that place that I like almost can't contain myself. Like I'm gonna feel all that excitement. And then you drink the water, kind of accepting that new energy into your life and it's done. So that's a super, um, very, it's very powerful. <laughs> so if you haven't done anything like that before, I would definitely recommend like reading into it more and making sure that you're serious about it, wanna change about a change that you want to make because it it will happen. Um, this is only the second time I've used the cups method because uh, when was the last time I did it? 20, 2019? Um, and it was, I mean, everything, everything happened and um, happened really fast. And if you're not actually ready for the change that you say you want, it either won't work or you're gonna like upheave, is that a word? Upheave your life for no reason. So only do that if um, you're really feeling ready for it. But the um, lack and abundance in, in different wording, but that's the one that I actually did on the full moon um, on the 28th. And I meant lack mentality in the sense of everything. Like there's not enough money, there's not enough opportunity, there's not enough love, like all of that. And I moved from that timeline where I felt like there wasn't enough or I didn't deserve that much. I didn't deserve, you know, what is each of our birthright um, because we do live in an abundant universe. And I moved to a timeline where I was accepting of that and I knew that I was 
worth is a weird concept to apply to a human being, but um, I moved to a timeline where I realized that I was worth anything that I could want and um, abundance flowed to me. I was open to abundance and I mean, it, the change happened almost instantly. Like the rest of the day, it was just synchronicity after synchronicity. I was feeling amazing. And um, I had that entire week actually off from work. It was spring break. And I, I don't actually know if I've said on here because I'm afraid that somebody I work with will find it. Not like my face isn't the album cover for my podcast, um, but I'm a teacher. And so I had the whole week off for spring break. And I was just like feeling really good. My best friends came to visit and being around people is always the best way to mirror your blocks. So I had a lot of opportunities that week to um, clear little places where I was like, oh, okay, this is something that's in the way of me experiencing abundance. Um, this is what something that's in the way of me experiencing something else that I put on the cups. Um, and it was really helpful and awesome. And I was like, this is great. And I was excited to go back to work because I was like, I'm a whole new person. And then uh, I spent, I'm gonna say three out of the five days of last week. So the, geez, I don't know, the fourth or the fifth through the ninth at work. Um, I spent three out of those five days crying to a coworker, <laughs> just, you know, in our office, uh, because so much was getting brought up and it was so, so confusing. Um, and then I would get home and some days I would get home and the energy would have been cleared. And it's like, okay, cool. Like I am really grateful for the emotions that came up at work because I got to release them. And other days, I would just keep this air of sadness around me. And last night, especially, my partner was like, what's going on? I don't really know how to help you right now. And I was like, I don't know either. I know that the discomfort that I feel is just my body trying to show me like where the blocks are. And I need to pay attention to that and honor that and feel those feelings so that the emotions can either just clear themselves out or I can come to a new realization about most likely something that happened in my childhood or some sort of um, programming that's been keeping me in a weird space for a while. But like, I don't know, I could never put my finger on it and the emotions stayed, like the sadness stayed and it was this weird Usually moving through that kind of stuff doesn't feel like depression to me. But like last night, it was really kind of getting to that hopeless place of, yeah, I don't know why I'm sad, but it's an overwhelming sadness. I don't feel like there's anything I can do to get rid of it. Um, so I guess I'm kind of just like stuck here with it and I don't yet understand its purpose. So it was kind of that hopeless, depressed feeling. And um, yeah, that's kind of just the energy that I've been in for the past week, which is why I want to like talk about this a little bit, um, get some of this off my chest 
talk about it more and some of the things that I realized last night and one, clear this, open up this space so that I can um, hopefully record some episodes that I'm, you know, super, super excited about. I keep getting more downloads about things and I really want to share them. Um, But also, like I said at the beginning, for anybody else who's either struggled with the stuff that I'm going to talk about or has just been in this weird feeling, like hopefully you can grab something from this episode and um, utilize it in your own healing process. So when I went back to work this whole week, I decided to start pulling cards for myself um, again every day, kind of just to... Usually what I use it for is um, I ask my guides to give me something that will help serve as a reminder, like something to come back to if I start to fall asleep or like lose my shit in the middle of the day. And I can come back to something that's like a nice mantra or just a reminder of my divinity, a reminder that everything has its purpose so that I don't like fall completely asleep, fall into a victim mentality, you know, stuff like that. And every single day, the cards have been focused around friendship, the purpose of relationships, never being truly alone and kind of like self-esteem and accepting love. And when I had those like breakdowns at work, it was literally as simple as, um, I work in an office with three other people and one of them would just ask like, hey, are you okay? Cause obviously I seemed kind of quiet and down And that question was all it took for me to just break down into tears. And when I tried to articulate what was wrong, it was like, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm doing a terrible job. I feel like people think I'm stupid. I feel like people think that I am not doing a good job, not doing my job well. I feel like I'm letting down the kids. Um, I feel like I'm letting down my coworkers. Uh, my teaching partner, not having things ready, not having things done, not delivering lessons well after they're made. I just felt like I was dropping every single ball that was thrown my way. And I've been told by multiple people this week as I've had breakdowns that none of that's true. And it's okay to feel like that, but I'm doing a great job. And, you know, my students love me. Um, my coworkers are fond of me. And I do have, you know, valuable things to kind of like bring to the table and contributions to make and they are noticed. And I'm, I'm not like a failure. I'm not doing a terrible job. And I really thought that that's what I needed to hear because, you know, I'm in a year one. So it's this year for me is supposed to be a lot about, you know, who am I? Um, What are my strengths? What are my desires? Um, You know, being my number one fan, being brand new in a good way, (laughs) being... uh, 
like stepping more into who I've always wanted to be and expressing myself as that person this time around, this cycle. And so I thought that the messages of like, you're doing great, um, were what I needed to hear. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I swear, I can't get these microphones to not pick stuff up. I'm like three walls away from my partner and you probably just heard him like cough. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not editing it out. Um, what was I saying? I thought that I would need to hear things about myself and like my self-esteem um, because it's a year one, but like none of that was really helping. It didn't really, not that it didn't help. It's always nice to hear from somebody who you care about and who cares about you. Um, it's always nice to have them validate you and reassure you when you're not really in the space to do it for yourself. Um, but like I could tell that for some odd reason that wasn't at the core of the problem. Um, and so I felt really like weird and confused and stuck because no matter how much love people gave me, it in a way it almost made me feel worse. Like that's another thing that's been happening this week is I've been getting so many compliments and um, people who know me well are calling me out because they're like, I can tell by the way that you say thank you, you're saying thank you out of courtesy and you don't actually believe my compliment. Like you're not actually accepting anything. And all of these things kind of coming together um, made me realize last night that it is more complicated than just me loving myself. And I think that what's intertwined with that and complicating it um, in a really beautiful way, because once it's healed, it's going to be, oh, magnificent. Um, oh, magnificent. <laughs> but I think I am completely capable of falling in love with myself. And what is really difficult and what I'm working through right now and what surprises me is how thick my wall is between me and other people. And I don't want to let people love me. I don't want to let people compliment me. I don't want to let people see me. Um, there's some amount of distrust here. Like I don't trust somebody to love me up close. Like I'm afraid that if I let somebody get close to me, um, whatever they liked will be overshadowed by everything else. And it's not, it's so weird because it's not that I don't love myself. I think I'm dope, but I don't believe that other people can feel the same way about me. I don't believe that people can enjoy my company and that's it. I don't believe that people wanna be friends with me or want to be in my life without the expectation of something um, or without wanting something from me and like me needing to give them something. And it's that weird feeling of like, I think people expect things of me that's just silly. 
Like nobody that I have allowed to remain in my life keeps me in their life just because of what I can give them. Like all of my best relationships, I just love them as a person and I enjoy having them in my life. I don't really need anything from them. And I realize that they feel the same way about me, but I have this weird block about new people coming in. And mind you, my circle's very, very small. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't put the number above 10. So anybody who's new, anybody who I've met recently, it's like, I don't want you to see me. I don't want you to try to be my friend. I don't want you to try to raise my self-esteem because I feel like I have to give you something that I won't be able to deliver. But that's not what people are like trying to do. Like people aren't trying to be my friend because of all this stuff I can give them. I'm crying three out of five days at work. I don't think my coworkers are trying to be my friend because I'm like so stable. That's not what's going on. And so I think I might have looted, looted, alluded to this a little bit, but it's, it's like a distrust in people. Almost like I don't trust people to not hurt me. I think that's what I came to realize last night is like, I kind of see people as out to hurt me. And it's a weird feeling to have or a weird belief to have because at the same time, I see everybody as this pure, like I really see people at the soul level. And I can always understand that if somebody hurts another person or even if somebody hurts me, it's not a character flaw within them. They just have some sort of pain and they are projecting it outwards. But when it comes specifically to me, I think I weirdly like personalize it. And if it was anybody else, I could say, okay, well, they just hurt that person because um, they're in pain. And for me, it's like, yeah, they hurt me because I'm in pain, but also they're right. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's so weird. I think, I think it's, it's not like they hurt me because I deserve it, but it's it becomes more personal when it's about me. It's like, oh, they didn't just hurt me because of their wounding. They hurt me because they don't like who I am. Like, they don't like me. And um, it just makes me want to keep everyone at arm's length. I think that when I was younger... Um, growing up in a household that had a lot of abuse and until I was, oh my gosh, it was the beginning of 20, oh, okay, it was the beginning of 2020 that, um, I finally admitted to myself, like, oh, um, my stepdad, I don't refer to him as this anymore, probably said that a thousand times, but oh wow, my stepdad is abusive. He was abusive when I was a child and, um, I was gaslit my whole childhood 
into thinking that it was normal and nothing was going on. And even if something was going on, it was my fault because I was a piece of shit. And so I think as a kid, even though I had a, a, a full household, I had my mom, my stepdad and my little brother. Um, my brother was younger. I was in the space to protect him, not the other way around. My mom was dealing with her own um, well, I guess I shouldn't talk about other people's stuff on here, but she was dealing with her own relationship with my stepdad. And then, um, obviously, you know, I'm not going to go to my abuser for help. So I felt really alone. And I think I learned from the age of like, probably six until I left the house and went to college. I think I learned that like, I'm on my own. Like, I'm alone, especially because I didn't meet the people who are my now my best friends. Um, I didn't meet them until middle school. So from six until, like, I would say 13 is when our friendship solidified. I was, um, I felt really, really alone. Like, nobody to talk to, nobody who believed me. And I think that I kind of, adopted that mentality into a full-blown belief system that I'm the only one who can protect me. I'm the only one who can keep myself safe. Um, and that I'm, I'm my only source of support because even though I do have best friends, I have an amazing partner. My relationship with my mom is fantastic and they always ask how they can help me I feel like I can't actually tell them. Even at work when people are like, I can tell that you're sad. What can I do to help you? I've gotten to the point where I, I tell them, like, I, I don't know how to ask for help. I don't know how to ask for help. And I don't know how to accept help. You know, like in high school, I was that person in the group project that would just like do everything themselves. And it wasn't because my group mates were awful. I just genuinely didn't trust people to do anything to help me, even if it was like our assigned roles. Um, I just didn't want to accept help from people maybe because I thought it was dangerous or maybe I had just reached a point where I was like, Oh, I'm beyond help. <laughs> like, okay. Um, like I cannot be helped or maybe I know that there were some people outside of the family that I tried to tell about what was happening at home and nothing ever really changed. So maybe I was also a little disillusioned there, um, feeling like, okay, so even if people say that they will help and I let them, they won't. Um, and yeah, so I just like had it really ingrained into my core that I'm alone. I can have relationships and I can have people who care about me, but at the end of the day, I'm alone. And when I realized that last night, that that was a belief that I had, that I have to rely on myself and only myself, 
it made me think of codependency, independence, and interdependence. Now, codependency is not taking responsibility for yourself at all and expecting all your problems to be solved by people around you. And in turn, you try to solve all the problems of the people around you because you don't want to deal with your own and you expect that to be other people's jobs. And I rallied so hard against codependency because I saw it as a problem. Um, And I think I went a little too far into independence. I did this with romance before I met my current partner, who is the love of my life, and he's amazing, and I'm so glad to have him. But before I I met him, I had just gotten out of an extremely codependent relationship, and for like, how long was that? That relationship ended at the end of February, and then I met my current partner in October. (laughs) I shouldn't have had to think about that. I met my current partner in October, and I would say by February of the next year, um, he and I had, like, balanced our relationship to be healthy. So it took me a while to, like, actually break the cycle of codependency and those habits. And before I met my partner, what I had realized was I was so angry with what had happened in that codependent romantic relationship that I became fiercely independent to the point where I I didn't realize that I was holding this belief because it was subconscious, but I thought it was like weak to be in a partnership and to have someone take care of you and to take care of them in return. And I was so angry with love Um, I had misplaced that anger towards codependency um, and moved it onto just love in general that I was blocking myself from it. And so that like little time span between March and October of 2019, I was struggling, but in a different way. I had to come to terms with the fact that I didn't want to accept romantic love from somebody because I was afraid of what had happened in the past. I didn't want to go back down that rabbit hole and I needed to like acknowledge that, honor that and heal it and let myself believe that there was a different type of love possible. And I feel so strongly that that's happening again now. Um, But this time with every other relationship. actually don't really like to categorize relationships. I think that they're all unique, like no two are the same. But, you know, besides my partnership and, you know, that little tiny circle of 10, I am like so against having people come into my life to love and support me. And I think it's, it really is just an extension of what happened um, with just romantic love. I think that I learned when I was young that I had to be independent and I I rallied too hard. I went too hard in that direction, which, you know, I'm not trying to speak badly of myself. Um, I'm not mad at myself. I'm actually really proud of myself for being able to 
sit with these feelings and think through them and feel through them and um, like let them have their time. But I think that I genuinely held like people who could stand completely alone and be okay to such a high, like um, I held them in such high esteem that I forgot it's okay to ask for help. And it's not weakness to have people want to support you out of love. I don't want to speak for other people, but I know for myself, um, this is usually the pattern that my energy goes in. Um, It's like a pendulum. I start way too far on one side and I have to swing really hard to the other side to get myself out of that loop. And then I realize that this opposite energy that I have been idolizing is actually harmful in its own way and I need to find a balance and so for me I need to let people in I need to let people support me and I'm, I'm tearing up right now saying that because it's so deep that resistance and I can feel the fear and um That's a good sign. I always like when (laughs) I can't figure out what's wrong. So I just start spitballing. And then I say one thing and I start crying immediately. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. That's it. I am so grateful for my emotions. Um, When I finally do my emotion episode, there's this analogy that emotions are kind of like like a smoke alarm or a carbon monoxide detector in a house. It's like, yeah, the sound might be super uncomfortable, but it's there to help you and let you know that something's wrong and you should pay attention to it. So I'm always grateful when I have strong emotional reactions. Um, So yeah, I need to let people in. I'm terrified, (laughs) I'm really scared. Even some of the people who are in my life already, they know that I get super, super awkward when I have to like share my feelings. And I didn't realize that until until, oh gosh, I was in therapy when I met my current partner. So it was like the end of 2019. And she and I were talking about something along the same lines. Obviously it hadn't all clicked yet. Um, But she told me, you can share things about yourself and not be vulnerable. Like those are two different things. Because I used to think of myself as a really open person. I would talk about the abuse that I had experienced as a kid. I would talk about my tough relationship um, that was really codependent and abusive in its own way when I was in college. I talked about my mental illness. Um, I don't really identify as having mental illness anymore, Um, but at the time I thought that I suffered from depression, anxiety, bipolar so I was always really open talking about that stuff um but I was never really transparent when it came to how all of that made me feel and my therapist pointed out that just sharing facts about yourself is not vulnerability actually sharing your feelings bearing your soul breaking down in front of somebody that is 
being truly seen. And it was a weird thing for me to, I guess, only kind of realize at the time that I'm not as open and transparent and authentic as I believed myself to be. Um, and so that's coming full circle. It's coming back. And I am getting this excited feeling <laughs> because being able to talk about it and even though I'm like alone in a room right now, I know that many people are going to listen to this and just having it like out there and kind of <laughs> broadcasting like, hi, I'm gonna be vulnerable now. It's a great feeling because my heart can sense that on the other side of that is so much love that I have been blocking out. We're not supposed to be doing this alone like in a very high level sense, of course we're alone because everybody is us. Like we're all just one thing. But we didn't come here to be isolated, especially not somebody like me. Um, I genuinely love people. I love learning about people. I love talking to people. I love listening to people. And I love letting people share themselves with me. How beautiful is it to be able to share myself with other people. I haven't really experienced that yet. I've experienced pieces, um, but it's nothing compared to where I'll be in a year or five years or 10 years. It's just gonna be so magical and I can feel that coming. And so it's scary, but it feels worth it too. You know, probably like a few minutes ago at this point, I mentioned codependence and then swinging all the way to independence. And I guess now I'm trying to find what interdependence really looks and feels like. Because I thought that I knew what it was. I thought that it was just whole people like vibing together. <laughs> but there's, there's a level of support there. And I think I imagined that for this to work, we all had to be pretty okay being alone. And I think that there is importance there. Like you need to know how to stand on your own two feet and take responsibility for your life. But we also need to know how to connect. That's part of the beauty of this life and this planet and our existence here to be able to connect with people to be able to support people and to feel supported. Letting somebody support you for the right person, that's a great gift. For those of you who are listening who identify with being any sort of healer or having healing energy, being a good listener, you know what I mean. When somebody trusts you with a part of themselves, that's a beautiful feeling. Not because they expect you to fix it, or because you need to be fixing someone, but just because somebody is bearing their soul to you, being vulnerable and allowing you to, to hold that space for them, allowing you to experience your own soul growth and your own fulfillment just by them being honest when they're not okay and when they need something. 
And I think that this is a lot more complicated than... Well, I think it's a lot more complicated. And then once we get into it, it's a lot more simple. Because at the end of the day, it's just be yourself, be honest, say what you need, but also take responsibility for yourself. I don't know. (laughs) It's like paradoxical. But I think that we'll fall into it. And when we do, it will be just amazing. So I think one last thing before I sign off. Um... I always like to have action steps, especially, how do I say this? Like, oh, excuse me. (laughs) When it comes to something like this that can so easily just be swept under the rug, or for me at least, I know that I can so easily fall back into old habits Like, it's so easy for me to just be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't need anything. And then break down. Um, I like to give myself little things, put myself in little places of discomfort so that eventually over time, my brain, because I know that's how my mind works, um, my brain can stack up evidence that will eventually allow it to let go of that outdated belief. So... Right now, my belief is that it's scary to let somebody see me. It's scary to be close to people. It's scary to rely on people, to let people support me for whatever reason. I'm still like, you know, tossing around ideas. It's fine, doesn't matter the reason. But um, in order to kind of counterbalance that, or I guess counteract, counteract it, I am going to try to have a genuine connection, like beyond my comfort zone. So that means sharing about myself. I'm already a good listener, but when it comes to sharing about me, when it comes to asking for people to help me, letting people see me, that's scary. So I have promised myself that once a day, at least, if I have the energy for it, because I am introverted, but if I have the energy for that, for that kind of connection, I will have a genuine, like, heart-to-heart with someone. Even if it's small. <laughs> Even if it's just something as silly as, like, singing in front of people. Like, anything that can let me share a part of myself with someone. Um, and get into that little space of discomfort and then come out of it and realize I'm still alive and I feel better now. Um, I'm gonna do that once a day. And again, it's scary, but I am also really excited because I know that there's so many incredible people and the only reason why I am not closer with them is because I haven't allowed myself to be. In my head sometimes it gets warped into like, oh, nobody likes me, but it's legit that my aura is already repelling. And on top of that, I am actively trying to push people away. Like I don't want people to get close. And so making the conscious decision to act in a way different than that, I know that I am going to meet amazing people, have amazing experiences, amazing connections. And I'm really excited for 
this little like window of abundance that I've opened that I didn't even realize was closed before. So I feel better already. I'm really glad that I recorded this. It was kind of just a spur of the moment thing. But if you are still here, um, I hope that this was able to reflect something that you're experiencing in your own journey or maybe the journey of someone around you. Um, and I thank you so much for being one of the first people that I have bared my soul to with this new awareness. So I'm going to leave that here. I really couldn't care less. I'm probably not going to put music into this one. I'm probably just going to post it as is. Maybe a little outro, but no intro. Um, I'm sending you all the love in the world. Thank you again so, so, so much. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day. Until next time, bye-bye.